Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, let's do this. Friday, it is a Friday, December 10th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. The Flyers will be back in action tonight. They are in Vegas. Flew out there yesterday to take on the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. 10 o'clock, we've got Flyers after dark tonight. If you thought Twitter and social media was crazy throughout this 10-game winless skid, Try Flyers after dark on a Friday night. We shall see. Uh, The Flyers obviously have lost 10 straight. Well, they haven't lost 10 straight. They have gone winless in 10 straight. They have lost 6 straight. They're 0-8-2 in their last 10. The opposition tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights. 25 games played. They're in the fourth spot right now in the Pacific Division of the Western Conference. They have a record of 15-10-0. No overtime losses. Pretty crazy. Uh, 30 points. Five points back of the top spot, Calgary Flames in that division. And Vegas has now won three straight games. They are 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. Now, the three-game winning streak that they're riding coming in, who'd they beat and how much did they beat them by? That's one of the things we like to look at in prognosticating exactly how a team's playing. They beat Arizona on the road 7-1. to one. They beat Calgary at home 3-2. to two. Calgary, really good team this year. And they beat the Dallas Stars 5-4. to four. Uh, at home as well. Tonight it's the Flyers, and they're back in action on Sunday against Minnesota. And Vegas is a team that's dealt with injuries quite a bit this season. They have not gotten off to the greatest of starts. Uh, They've been missing some very key players. Mark Stone has missed a bunch of games. Obviously, they traded for Jack Eichel. He has not yet played. And leading them in scoring is Chandler Stevenson with nine goals and 13 assists, 22 points in 25 games played. Riley Smith, second on the team in scoring with 19 points, 10 of them goals. And their third leading scorer, defenseman Alex Petrangelo, who's got four goals, 12 assists, and 16 points. And Shea Theodore, actually on D, has also got 16 points in two less games than Petrangelo. 23 games played, three goals, 13 assists for Shea Theodore. And uh, he has also, Robin. La- it's likely to be Robin Lehner between the pipes, who has 11 wins on this, or it's likely to be Robin Lehner between the pipes, who's got 10 wins on the season and a 3-1-1 goals against average. Uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. So there'll be Flyers and Vegas tonight. Vegas up there, top top six in the NHL in scoring. They do give up their fair amount of goals, 21st in the NHL in goals allowed. Power play has not been good, and sometimes you'll have that when you have key players injured. They have the 30th-ranked power play in the NHL, clicking at just 13.6%. Flyers, two positions better at 28th in the league, clicking at 13.8%. So (laughs) two power plays that have really struggled this year. Flyers penalty kill 22nd in the NHL, and Vegas the 21st power play. So special teams for neither of these teams has been good this year, uh, but Vegas has survived uh, that special teams, and especially on the power play, those woes a lot better than the Flyers have. And the Flyers come in having... Uh, bit riding this winless streak at now 10 games, looking to avoid an 11th tonight in Vegas. And it's back-to-back games, Vegas tonight and then tomorrow in Arizona. So really important two days. And, you know, with th- the schedule and the way things have gone lately, it's bringing a lot of different conversations to the forefront, kind of like bubbling over, if you will. And one of the conversations that uh, a lot of people are having, and it's certainly being had on social media, is, what do the Flyers do? The season's lost. Well, it's getting close to that point where the math becomes really difficult. It's not quite there yet with 58 games remaining. Um, a top three spot in the Metropolitan Division, 
and a non-wildcard playoff berth is not going to be in the cards. That math is already too difficult. As far as the wild card goes, that's still attainable, but obviously a ton has to change. And to even have that conversation right now, and, and when you look at it, it's hard because it's not like the team is losing right now and they look like a team that's ready to bust out. They don't look like a team that's ready to bust out of a losing skid right now. They don't look like a team that you go, hey, they deserve to win that game they did and they found a way to lose. It doesn't look like that right now. Not when you get shut out by the New Jersey Devils who won nine of their last 11. And it's the fourth time you've been shut out this season since October 27th. So it there's a lot in play here. But when you look at this season and kind of how to, to move forward as a franchise, philosophically and as a franchise, and I've talked about this before, you don't want the general manager to start just start making rash decisions and hiring a coach and doing all these things. You want that stuff to be done strategically. You want the organizational philosophy and how they're going to move forward also is very important in who you hire as the next coach or if you keep Mike Yo or if you keep Mike Yo just to the end of this year and figure out where you're going from there. You need to be tactical. Elliot Friedman talked about this on NHL Network Radio yesterday. You don't want to just rush into decisions and then figure out two months from now or five months from now that we're going in a different direction this offseason. So say you, you make a hire right now for a coach and that coach – is a coach that's there to, to push veterans to get the maximum out of them. But then in the offseason, you decide that you're going to go through a, a rebuild or retool, whatever you want to call it. But that coach isn't good at that. So you got to figure that part out first, Ph- philosophically, where you're going and how you're going to go about getting there, how you're going to execute whatever the plan is step by step with both a near, which is in the next week, um, the next three months, the next year, the next three years, and the next five years. You have to figure that out. And then you make any hires or decisions based on that blueprint. Now, uh, Chris Mahar is uh, a guy who listens to this podcast all the time. He covers the Flyers. And he put this thread up on Twitter, and I thought it was really interesting. because And I'll read you the whole thread. And this is uh, at Chris Mahar on Twitter, M-A-H-E-R. He says, always trying to find the positives here. And Chris is a really positive guy, which is awesome. He said, I mean, look, I'm frustrated as all heck here. I sat there on my break the other night and said to myself after the Avalanche game, quote, you know, why don't they just blow it up? What can go wrong? End quote. He said, "Then he said, well, then I looked it up. Not many teams actually do blow it up correctly and where it works out. It's very rare. He said he talked about it on his Don't Panic um, podcast. And he said, they are closer to the cup than we think, meaning the Flyers are closer to the cup than we think. And he cited, he said, Tampa Bay didn't blow it up in 2019 after the first round exit when they got swept, actually, by the Columbus Blue Jackets. He said the Caps didn't blow it up after years of second round defeat. He said some coaches were let go, and that was step one. But what what is step two? So the coaches obviously has been fired here in Philadelphia. Elaine Vigneault and Mike Michelle Therrien have been dismissed. But when I looked at this, and Chris sent me this thread and just said, do you agree? And the thing, here's where I agree and I disagree. Number one, in sports, you're never as bad as you are when you're at your worst. So I 10-game winless streak right now, it looks horrible. It feels horrible. They look horrible. But you're not that bad. Um, but you're never as good as you are at your best. You're somewhere in between. What are you closer to, though, is the question. 
And so I, I don't think they're as bad as we as they look right now. Yeah, the injuries are a factor. The schedule has been a factor. But those come off as excuses right now, and I'm not in the mood for excuses. So they are what they are right now. And what they are right now is not a good hockey team. We can all agree on that. And one that's struggling with confidence and scoring and now defensive structure and so many other things. And maybe it's chemistry. It could be a ton. But where I disagree with Chris is, and he says Tampa didn't blow it up in 2019 after the first round exit, and the Cavs didn't blow it up after years of second round defeat. Here's the difference. The Tampa Bay Lightning had players like Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman, Braden Point, Andre Vasilevsky. The Caps had Alexander Ovechkin, Carlson, Nicholas Backstrom, TJ Oshie, at the time, Braden Holpe. So, okay, they didn't blow it up. Were those teams worthy of being blown up, or was that just playoff disappointment? And do the, or do the Flyers liken that at all? Now, the Flyers have some good players. Claude Giroux is still a very good player. He will be 34 next month, and he is in the final year of a deal. So that's different, number one. Number two, um, Sean Couturier, really good player, entering the prime of his career. So, okay, that, that's an element that kind of is similar. But do you have enough around him? You know, the young players like Braden Point for Tampa Bay, is that Travis Konechny? Because they don't play at the same level right now. I don't know that they ever have played at the same level. You look at one of the most important elements to have to be a really successful NHL team is to have a true number one defenseman. Victor Hedman is that. Does he get hurt sometimes? Yeah, but not nearly as much as Ryan Ellis or uh, has been and has been much more reliable. And I think he's one, I think he's probably the best defenseman. I, I've said that Hedman, I think, is the best hockey player in the NHL, even though he's not as dynamic, obviously, as Connor McDavid or, or Austin Matthews or even Kale McCarr, but I think he might be the best hockey, all-around hockey player in the NHL. And then, obviously, Vasilevsky as well, who's been just an unbelievable and can play a ton of games and has been just a horse for that team. The Caps, I mean, with Ovechkin, you're talking about a generational player. I think the greatest goal scorer to ever play the game and the tremendous chemistry that he has with Nick Backstrom as one of the great setup guys of all time. Uh, to really complement Ovechkin. And then you couple that with, again, a true number one defenseman in John Carlson, who's not only a great defender, great power play guy, the whole thing. So do the Flyers have those elements that make you say, hey, there's enough similarity here to those teams that you don't blow it up? Or is there too much different in those two teams in the Flyers that it's really not a relevant conversation? Now, blowing it up is a whole nother whole nother story and a whole nother conversation unto itself. What does blow it up mean? Like a lot of people just say, I, I was getting texts from a guy saying, they need to just blow it up. They need to just trade this guy, trade that guy, trade, and, you know, like trade this guy and get this. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. There's another GM on the other end of that phone that you're not going to be able to put, to just trade depreciating assets to just grab guys. It doesn't work like that. Like I have this one guy that tweets me all the time and says, uh, hey, 17 points in 18 games for Voracek. Okay. He was he was a good point getter here. People couldn't stand him. A lot of people couldn't. Um, this guy, Matt, also t- tweeted me a DM and said, 
Giroux is gone after the year. Might as well trade him now and get something good for him, get a player and a prospect. Uh, he's going to end up going to Toronto or Edmonton. Well, first of all, Toronto and Edmonton doesn't have the cap space. And it's you don't just trade a guy. It's not that simple. And you wait. You don't trade players right now. I know, like, as fans, you guys all want change right now. But that's not the prudent way to do it. You wait till a market develops and you can get more value for anything you do trade when you get to that point. There's no sense in just trading guys now. You're not going to get teams competing to try and make a deal. And you may say, well, they're not going to get teams competing anyway because these guys aren't any good. But look, I understand. It's so frustrating right now and it's so difficult when you came in with some expectations this year and they've been met this way. But the general manager needs to be strategic. And whether that's a rebuild to draft high in the draft, I don't I wonder if they went the rebuild, retool route, whatever you want to call it, and it was obvious they weren't playing for this year or even next year, how people would handle that game in and game out. You know, if they if they went out and they hired a new coach like Rick Tockett or, you know, Dan Quinn. And the team loses games because they're clearly trying to rebuild and and not tank, but, you know, they have a lesser roster and aren't going to win as many games because they're in this process. And sometimes you got to go down to then go back up. I wonder how people are going to handle that. Are they going to then just call for Dan Quinn or Jim Montgomery or Rick Tockett's job because the team's not winning? Or do we or are some people, you know, some people are going to do that. If that's the case, other people, I think, will understand and say, hey, it's not about this year, but we need to see development out of young players. We need to see blah, blah, blah. We need to see incremental steps at some point and understand that sometimes you have to go down even further. And that, that seems hard to believe right now, that maybe you have to go down further from where you are right now to go back up. That's part of the equation as well. Um, I know this wasn't the most uplifting conversation we've ever had. Uh, and I'm sorry for that. A win tonight would lift us all up a little bit over the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see if that plays out in Las Vegas. We'll break it down tomorrow in another brand new episode of Flyers Daily. We'll also preview Flyers Arizona. Hopefully, it's talking about a win. So, everybody, have a great Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow in another brand new Flyers Daily.